Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. awesome so are you guys gonna see lego batman um i want to but probably I don't, I when don't it's know. free on netflix <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it awesome. looks good it looks funny um i listened to your guys uh cartoon cafe for it and uh-huh. it, it actually didn't really spoil anything because i still felt like i'd be able to go in and watch that movie and um Still, oh, still it, enjoy it. it. Spoiled. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Then no, I guess I'll go listen to it. I yeah. haven't listened to it yet because I was like, "Well, I think I should see the movie first. No. But yeah. Maybe I'll go listen. Yeah, I agree. I, I listened to it after it got posted, just to kind of hear how we did because it was our first um, non-spoiler free yeah. cartoon cafe. Yeah. And I agree. I listened to it. and I was like, okay, well, we kind of gave our full reaction to it, but we really didn't spoil it. So. Yeah. Okay. That's well, I mean, cool. there's really not a lot to spoil. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a pretty straightforward Batman tale, so. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I think you, you guys expect. will get a kick out of it. It's really funny. Like, it's one of the funniest, like, comic book superhero movies I've ever seen. It's it's good. It's right up there with Deadpool comedy-wise. Oh, nice. That's I, I always think that that's a better direction for WB to... Uh, be working towards so hopefully they can mm-hmm. they can continue that and kind of see like oh hey this was successful and people enjoyed it like maybe we can do more than one or two jokes and have yeah. characters that are actually funny deliver the line as opposed to batman who's never funny <laughs> unless he's a lego unless he's will arnett yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> nice. that's awesome yeah i think it's it's one of those that like when the commercials come on remy pays attention to it so it's like oh right. well if you know if he would sit through it then you know we'll we'll go for it but um, like Finding Dory, he didn't sit all the way through, but Moana mm-hmm. he did. But I think it was because okay. the songs kind of keep his attention in. So right, uh, that we're still kind of gauge that. We've got Beauty and the Beast coming up here next month, so that may be a trial run to see if he can actually sit through live action with songs. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You can test him out on Les Mis. Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. no! Don't. <laughs> here's that. here's I mean, three hours of depressing music, and everybody <laughs> exactly. dies. But but they Seriously. sing, so I mean <laughs> that you can kind of gauge if he likes the music. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do Into the Woods. That, oh god, <laughs> Into the Woods is like seven hours. It's the longest <laughs> musical. Yeah, it really is. The Disney one wasn't that long, but the no. the actual musical is epic. Yeah, no, the, two parts. The Broadway one the with um, uh, what's her name, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. is the best. Yep. Like I will watch that yeah. one over and over again. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, uh, Josh, you want to uh, kick it off here? What? And tell everybody that we're an animation podcast and not a what? Broadway podcast? Welcome <laughs> to the Broadway Busters podcast. No. <laughs> oh, we could totally be the Broadway Boys podcast. The Broadway Bros podcast, dude. Uh, switch it up. All uh, right. We'll start that. That'll, that'll be next month. 
Welcome to the Animation Station. I just waved for no reason. No, Welcome to the Animation Station podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Gavin, and joining us are our amazing friends from Cloud City Cast, awesome. Liam and Brittany. Hi. Hi. I waved back <laughs> to you, Josh, by the way. Yay. <laughs> I don't think he realizes, but he waves every time he says welcome. Do I? You do every single time. I think it's hilarious. I do that for the people. Yes. Nice. I'm sure they they receive that good vibe on their end when they listen to it. It You feel more welcoming that way. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, thanks thanks for joining us today. I'm really excited to um, geek out about one of our favorite Disney movies with you guys today. Um, we're going to be talking about Disney's Hercules. Yeah. But we do have well, thanks for one having us, little... guys. We're excited to, to come back again. Yeah, I'm absolutely. glad we didn't ruin our chances the last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. We do have one bit of news, though. Okay. So Better be DreamWorks, good. DreamWorks announced that Troll Hunter Season Two. Oh yeah, is in the works. See, it kind of. That's right. goes back with what we were originally talking Full about. Circle. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Troll Hunters season two. Don't, has a green light. Yeah, it has a green light. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, Guillermo del Toro said that they're pretty much have all the episodes done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, written wise, so just got to do the animation and have to recast Anton because that's going to be a monumental task. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, what are they going to do about that? Because that is, uh, I mean,. His voice isn't like completely unique, but I mean, there is that. Um, I don't know. There's like that stigma now because you're going to be yeah. like, oh, well, this character, and he didn't want to recast it before they put it out either. They were like, no, we've already got all his audio. Let's move forward with it. Right, right. That'll I'll be interesting it. to see what they do. I'll yeah, do you it. Can do it. I'll make the. I'll okay. make the sacrifice. <laughs> all right. I was going to say, if anything, if they age him a couple years and make it like with a slightly deeper voice, that you could be like, yeah. hey, he went through puberty, you know? That's that's a <laughs> way to get around it. Yeah, I mean, that's without good, spoiling good anything for Gavin, could happen. I mean, <laughs> nice. the, the way the end happens, there's uh, a bit of a, you sweet. never know. He well, does, I'm excited. He does die in the end, so oh. <laughs> I'm excited to see uh, you know how how the second season plays out as far as the animation goes, because they're sure to have a bigger budget in season two because I think it's been very successful, and I feel like it is some of the best CG animation that I've seen on TV. So I'm really excited to see what they can do with with a bigger budget next season. I'm excited, man. Nice. I'll watch. Mm. Well, if oh, we've got if we've got time before that second season comes out, then Britt Brit and I will catch up. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the main casting wise, I really hope that they bring out uh, Stephen Yoon. They they need to bring him back to play. Who is he? He's the, the bully. He's the bully, right? He's the bully. Yeah. The gap whistle. Oh gosh, yeah. 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 Now that he's got his tooth back, I'm fine. But oh, don't worry, that, it comes that out whole again. segment oh, when he loses yeah. his tooth and he's whistling. Oh no, pass. <laughs> Best He's part, like, <laughs> it sounds nothing like Steven Yeun. Like nothing at all. Really? Because like try, trying to listen, I'm like that. No, 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 Glenn. No, oh. yeah. in here he's, he doesn't pop up. He That's sounds funny. like Herbert the pervert from uh, Ooh, Family Guy. Walking Dead is this weekend. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. Sunday. That just reminded me. I'm so excited. I know that's not an animation. Nice. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, no, hey, it's totally fine. Josh, Josh is a Walking Dead guy. Two two weeks ago, we just went on that whole entire tangent when I was trying to name as many movies that I could possibly oh, yeah. could fit into everything. <laughs> so everything got added. 
Nice. Yeah, I, I get to watch the uh, the premiere this weekend. Well, t- yesterday. So <laughs> um, I got to watch the premiere, but next week we're recording something for anime, so I'm not going to be able to watch episode two until later, which oh, kind of nice. sucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were yeah. supposed to tweet or uh, text you spoilers. Yeah, everybody texts me spoilers, so I know. <laughs> I'll be in the middle of recording and be like, so how does... Ah! <laughs> yeah, don't go on any social media. Yeah. No. Seriously. That's hilarious. Well, let's talk about Hercules, how about? <laughs> let's do it. We'll finally go to the animation yeah. portion. Yeah, let's do it. So, I, I just want to ask everybody real quick. Did everybody see this in the theater when it came out? Mm-hmm. I yes. can't remember. Yes, I did. Because that yeah. was, what, 97? 97, Because Mulan yeah. was 98, and then Tarzan I'm was 99. I'm going to say so. I did, right. because my parents took me to every Disney movie in the theater, but I can't mm-hmm. remember doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I also you, remember you going to uh, McDonald's and getting the... Yep. The Happy Meals, yes. the cool snap together ones. Nice. To, you could, yeah, it was pretty nifty. Well, they did a huge marketing tour for this movie before the movie came out. They did a mall tour, and oh. they took like a traveling amusement park almost to malls around the country. They had rides. They had a Pegasus carousel, and they had uh, like a big stage show that they would do. They invested so much in the marketing of this wow. movie that it was just incredible. I don't remember any of that. I didn't see any of it. I was in college at the time, and I don't know. I, I remember seeing it in the theater, but I don't remember any of the marketing. But everything I read about this movie in this, this week leading up to this referred back to this huge amount of marketing that Disney did for this particular movie i don't know why they felt like they needed to market this one so heavily but they did do you remember ever seeing anything like that josh um no no yeah. I mean, the only thing i remember is just like the mcdonald's toys yeah well, and that's about it just in certain cities or, or well they what? don't care about oklahoma nothing ever comes <laughs> I, I wasn't in oklahoma either but you were in um, where were you you in utah at that time i was in phoenix arizona uh, well, no one cares about arizona <laughs> no but arizona jeez yeah don't listen to him, Arizona listeners. I like, I like that he says no offense to Arizona because he's not there. <laughs> right. But no offense to... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, bad. I mean, this is... Utah, too yeah, bad. Yeah, no one Arizona. cares about this place because yeah. it's, it's windy and it sucks. Well, it, you know, this is another example of, you know, the awesome partnership of Ron Clements and John Musker. I know you guys at Cloud City have talked about this duo a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've just made so many masterpieces and... You know, their mark is all over this movie. You know, they weren't the original directors slated to direct it. um, And they were actually already developing Treasure Planet at the time that this movie came up. And it was Jeffrey Katzenberger that basically, like, denied them Treasure Planet (laughs) and said, I'm not going to greenlight that until you guys give us one more, like, hit comedy. That's what he wanted. One more hit comedy. And... Boy, did they deliver! Because to me, this is this is probably top one or two funniest Disney movies in no, my book. Yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. Like in terms of just uh, like comic delivery, the yeah. uh, voice cast. I mean, with uh, James Woods as Hades, yeah. like oh, just yeah. just Perfect him by himself Absolutely. kills it. And then when you add on. Um, DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito. You yep, have yep. Rip Torn as, as Zeus. I mean, Tate yep. Donovan, who was unknown to me at the time. Um, uh, we went on to see him in the OC as, mm-hmm. in, as a 
you know, live action person, he was a douche on that show. But, <laughs> but in Hercules, even his comic timing was phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. What's her name? Susan Egan? Yeah. As Susan Egan. Megara. She and was then, amazing. Um, Bobcat Goldthwait as uh, yeah. uh, 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 Panic, right? Uh think he was pain he's pain because yeah. pain, panic was yeah. the one his, with the horn sticking out of yeah. pain's yeah. butt because he goes pain <laughs> and panic yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and bobcat's from syracuse he's actually from the same city i'm from so i mean oh, every, cool everybody in syracuse loves bobcat nice yeah he's he's awesome i like him too yeah no that, that cast is amazing they did such such a good job um, like you said, James Woods is, I mean, he's, he's transcendent in this film. He's so good. The original choice that they had for Hades was Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. And that <laughs> would have so been crazy. a very, very different performance. They actually, they, they offered him, uh, half a mil, 500 K to do it. He countered with. 15 million <laughs> and 50% of the merchandising. Oh, wow. <laughs> they said no. And, James, and then they yeah. offered it to James Wood, and he was like, I'll do it for a bag of M&Ms. And they were like, there Ooh, we are. Piece right. of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Uh, piece yeah. of candy. Well, actually, they went through a ton of other people. They actually had Lithgow, John Lithgow, in the role for nine months working on it, and oh. they decided at some point that it just wasn't working, so they booted him, <laughs> and they went through a, a bunch of other people. They had James Coburn was trying out for it, Phil Hartman tried out for it, Martin Landau, and it wasn't until very late in the process that James Woods came in. He basically just improved an interview and just slayed it, just cracked <laughs> up all the directors and they're like, yes, that's what we need to do. Like, he's the one that kind of took that character in the direction that it goes. And they let, they let him do love. a whole lot of uh, ad-libbing for that. Similar yeah. to what Robin Williams did in Aladdin. Yeah. They pretty much just it, let him do him, right. and then they just plugged it in. Yeah, and it totally works. I mean, he's, he's way up there on my villains list. He's so good, man. And it's funny, I, too, because when you think about it, he's a villain that um, doesn't have a song. But you don't right. care. Like you, the whole time you're watching that film, you're not thinking, "Well, how comes Hades doesn't have a song?" You're literally like, hey, "He doesn't need one. He's fine." Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and we've talked about that on our show before. It is one of those ones that you know lacks a villain song. You know, you don't have poor unfortunate souls or be prepared. You know, some of those great ones like that. But yeah, in his case, it, it, it's unnecessary. So I'm glad they were smart enough to recognize that and not force and, him to sing a song. <laughs> and I love this this self-referential when the uh, um, the three what are they called the three the fates, the fates. Oh, the, fates yeah, yeah when they're when yeah. they go to do the verse and he goes oi verse oi yeah <laughs> <laughs> like even him just like saying that you're just like that's why he doesn't need a song because he would yep. laugh himself out of the song while singing oh gosh it. yeah exactly exactly. So, um, you know, we, you guys watched it last night, right? Yes. Yeah, um, we watched fabulous it. Fabulous VHS. Yeah, VHS, yeah. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How many Disney movies do you guys have on VHS right now? 50, 58, 60, something like that. Are you serious? Well. How, do you also have them on DVD or do you just have them. them on VHS? Some of them. When, now that they've been doing the DVD Blu-ray releases, yeah. we have, yeah. we've been picking those up. But like random ones we already had, like Tarzan. I'll we, have to. We had on DVD. Yeah, well, I'll take a picture of it and I'll try to post it at some point. I think I've posted it before, but 
No, I, this is my childhood collection. Like, I've had yeah. all of the VHS oh, movies, cool. and I was lucky enough. I just told Liam earlier today, I was like, thank goodness my parents didn't sell these in a yard sale. I would be so <laughs> bummed today because you that's where you find a lot of them today is at thrift stores or yard sales because nobody cares about them anymore. Yeah. But right, I right. would have been so sad. We're like the only ones, and that's funny because like we have we have a t- that's just the clamshell that doesn't include all of like the other just regular VHS that we also <laughs> have. We probably have at least another like eighty regular really? VHS. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, wow. we we're big collectors when it comes to that stuff because there's certain huh. movies where you go. That's not worth paying $10 for DVD, but that's worth yeah. paying 50 cents on a VHS. <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just wondering if I could walk into a Best Buy right now and find a, a VCR. You have to get the DVD-VCR combo. I okay. have a VCR that I've had for years that randomly huh. sometimes won't take a VHS, <laughs> and that's the one that we have downstairs. So you have to put it in and let it eject it a couple times. And then upstairs, a couple <laughs> years ago, I think Brittany's parents bought us a DVD-VHS combo. Yep. So we have one upstairs and downstairs. Wow. That's old school, kids. Hey, yep. We don't mess around, man. As uh, Liam was playing <laughs> Super awesome. Nintendo last yeah, night. I was, yeah, I was, playing, I was playing NBA Jam on Super Nintendo last night. And then earlier <laughs> oh today, we just, we just found a 1959 Pinocchio vinyl soundtrack yeah. that we just nice. bought for three ninety five. Sweet. Yeah, so we're, we're, we, are, we are the old school. <laughs> That's awesome. Well... So it's it's cool that we all got to watch this, you know, within the last 24 hours. So it's all fresh. super fresh in our minds. One thing that I've found interesting while doing this podcast is watching things with a critical eye, you know, changes my concept of a lot of these movies. So did you guys like going into this, did you guys kind of come out of at the other end of this with any new opinions on Hercules or, or is it kind of just in the same space in your mind as it always has been. Yeah. I don't know, B. What do you think? I think for me, it's the same. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a movie I just watched that I was like, oh, wow, I don't feel the same way about that movie that I used to. But no, with most Disney movies, I don't Mm -hmm. ever look past the nostalgia feeling that I get when I pop in a Disney movie. Um, It's just something about it that Disney does that completely takes me out of what's happening and I just go to my childhood and I enjoy it for the Disney movie that it always was and it always will be. So, I don't know. It might be different for you, Liam. I don't know. Um, I'd say now I watch Remy watch the movie oh, yeah. and I like to gauge his reaction to see how like somebody seeing it with new, fresh eyes with new True. eyes especially right. with like youthful eyes uh, makes a difference and especially when it's movies that if he's playing or doing something like he has all these Marvel Titan characters and he'll have them fight or he loves balloons and he'll be hitting balloons around the room but something will happen and he'll turn and like laser focus into the movie and just stand there watching <laughs> it for like 5 minutes, 10 minutes and then when when it kind of lulls a little bit, he'll go back mm-hmm. to playing again. So it's kind of cool to to gauge his reaction mm-hmm. to yeah. things. But it's funny cuz that you mentioned that cuz definitely last night while we watch we're watching it, mm-hmm. I I remember thinking in my head, this is probably the funniest Disney movie. <laughs> and so it's funny that you brought that up because yeah. when, when really, even in comparison to the other ones in the Renaissance, when you'd think like Robin Williams uh-huh. and Aladdin, yeah. he's super funny, but the movie in its entirety isn't really like a super right. funny movie, not in the same way that Hercules is. I think after Hercules, Aladdin might be the next funniest yeah. film. 
out of the Disney catalog, but Hercules yeah. is like head and shoulders above the rest. What about, uh, what for, about me, for what me? About I agree. Are? Yeah, I agree with the the comedy as compared to Aladdin. Although I think I might put Emperor's New Groove as the oh, funniest. Yes, oh, that's true. Yes. That one slays me every time. I love that one. And the fact I, that so much of it is like just four characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. It's just uh, Cusco and Pancha, yep. and then uh, right. Esma and Kronk. Yeah. That's okay. It. Thinking right. about it now, Emperor's New Groove is definitely the funniest Disney movie. Yeah. You think that's funnier than it's, Hercules? I think it's way funnier than Hercules. I think they're one and two. Maybe it's like one and one A. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. really close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. What about you, Josh? I, mean, I know you hate everything that's magical and fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I watching this movie again. I definitely know where Gavin, like, where you're talking about, like, where you know you start trying to look at things so you can kind of break it down. Yeah, with the everything. Eye. We were talking er- when it was just us, and we were talking earlier about the uh, CG elements in mm-hmm. it. I've always hated the Hydra scene just because it's, yes. yeah, it's yeah, it stands trash. Out. Yeah, it stands out. But yeah. All the other the other things that you were te- you were saying, I was like, no, nope, didn't get any yeah. of that because maybe it's like the nostalgia. Yeah, but like I, I'm like, still looking at it like with kind of like a critical eye, but like mm-hmm. I'm not seeing all the CG stuff that you were talking about, and I was just like, oh no, I, yeah, I didn't notice that. It was, but maybe maybe also you know because I always know that's the worst part of this movie, right. so my mind already has it in that's the worst part of this mm-hmm. movie. The rest of it's fine, yeah. so I can kind of overlook some of the little stuff. Right, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't see anything other than yeah, that that I, I had mean, any problems with. That's that's one of the things that is always distracting to me when I watch animated movies is is when they try to use 2D animation and CG animation and they try to marry those two things together. And it's a very difficult thing. I don't envy them that, but you know, movies that we've talked about on the show like uh, uh, Boy and the Beast did such an amazing job at doing that and of course that's you know 20 years later almost right and they're more able to do that now but at the time in the 90s you know starting with beauty and the beast really and going all the way through um tarzan the the cg just leaps out of the screen at me it sticks out like a sore thumb and it doesn't really blend with the rest of the textures and colors and you know, just design feel of the rest of the movie. So they they do just kind of leap off the screen to me. And that really is my only major criticism of Hercules is, you know, in particular the Hydra scene. But then anytime we see, um, you know, Hades' River of Souls, all of the, the souls under the water, it's, it's clearly CG and they don't quite look the same as everything else to me. And then a lot of the crowd scenes you may not notice, but... I'm always looking at stuff like this, and there's, there'd be, like, traffic, like, chariot traffic. And it's basically the same freaking chariot just going by, like, on a computer program, just bing, 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 bing. And it's like, okay, I get it. It's a crowd. You don't have time to animate everything. But, yeah, you know, so things like that. It's like I wish, because Disney puts so much attention in the details I want them to put the attention into every single detail. You know, we're all spoiled by great animation 
And I just want it to be like just so perfect. And sometimes it's hard for me to let some of those things go. And so that's the only thing that when I watch that movie today, like looking at it critically, really kind of is problematic for me because, you know, I just, I, I don't know why they had to do a computer generated animation of the Hydra. I feel like that could have easily been just animated. Like the Titans weren't CG. They were hand drawn. So I don't right. know why right. that had to be CG. And I think in a lot of, in a lot of times in the nineties, it was like, Oh, we have this new toy. We want to play with it. And they didn't really always, I feel um, check themselves and say, well, should we in this case, is it good enough? Is it to a point where it'll, you know, flow seamlessly into it? Now, people like my wife, she can't see the difference in any of that. Like, <laughs> she can't tell that the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast is CG with a say, couple yeah. of 2D characters, you know, dancing in the middle of it. Like, her eyes don't see that. And then that's that may be what the majority experiences. I don't know. But for me, it leaps off the screen. Well, it's like Dude. with the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like where the CGI that they used on that was, was yeah. a stark contrast to everything else in that, in that film. Right. Um, and it's funny that you were while you were uh, talking about that, I was thinking back to the dance sequence in uh, Aristocats when they go to like the jazz cats house uh-huh, and like yeah. they're all dancing. The if the actual dance moves that they use, they recycled those same from frames Baloo. for yeah. uh, for Baloo dancing, mm-hmm. and then they used it in uh, Robin Hood as well. Oh yeah, during right, the right. Um, down with the phony king of England. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I always. Isn't that Phil Harris in all of those roles? Yeah, in all of those roles, it's always been (laughs) Phil Harris. So, well, because I think that's part of his. um, That was part of his reasoning to ever come back, because he was because he was a big band leader. That's what he did. He did like radio and big band. So he was like, I need big dance numbers in my in the films. He's like, if I'm going to be in it, there needs to be a dance number. Like that was just what he wanted. So uh, Disney is not above recycling things. So um, and. I'm, I'm sure, as you said, like CGI was a new toy for them, and they just hadn't perfected it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you go back and watch the first Toy Story film, oh gosh, yeah. and you look at like Molly or even Andy, oh, you're just yeah. like, and Sid, you're like, why do you all look so yes. creepy? So there's, yeah. I mean, they definitely had not perfected the technology, and it, I think they were just excited that this is a new toy. The only mm-hmm. other bit that bothers me in Hercules is when he is when he um, grabs the tornado titan, sucks up the other guys, and he goes uh-huh. to swing them around his head, and then they do a close up on him, and they like slow mo as he like swings it and throws it, but it looks like they had a sketch that they never finished cleaning <laughs> up, so it looks like the yeah. worst bit of two D animation like in any of the Renaissance. I just, I, I always cringe in that scene. I go, why did they feel a close up was necessary? Yeah. It, that kind of reminds me. It's like, it's only like a second and a half shot. And I know the so shot quick. you're talking about, but it, it always reminds me of some of the slow motion action in the, um, fight at pride rock in lion king yeah when they go into oh, slow-mo and most of that looks awesome but there's a couple moments where it looks like kind of that blurry like skippy kind of kind of motion that you're talking about and i don't know if that was if there was somebody at the studio at the time that had, like this was their technique like yeah. oh we got to do this slow-mo thing we can use it here again it's i don't dramatic. know but yeah i agree it's kind of a weird 
it a was, weird spot. It was Zack Snyder. <laughs> and, and, and then we saw 300 and we're like, now we understand. Uh, well, it was it was the, like, one of the Wachowskis was an intern. So they're like, yeah. let's put the slow-mo fight right. in there. Let's, It'll look cool. Let's bullet time Simba's fight with, uh, with Scar. That makes sense. Exactly. Well, you mentioned the Aristocrats and Phil Harris and music and all that, so... That's a good segue into the soundtrack for this movie. Um, you guys may remember, but one of our early episodes, we ranked our top Disney soundtracks, and yes. both Josh and I ranked this as our favorite Disney soundtrack. Oh, I believe what do it. you guys think about this music? I think it's on our top five as well. Yeah, I can't sure. remember if it's my number two or three, but I feel like it's it's up there. It's on yeah. the the yeah. Low, higher half of I guess you'd say. Because there's not a bad song, no, at all. The yeah, muses, the muses fantastic. alone are amazing. I would put any of those songs like on top forty radio, like today, yeah. like not even in ninety seven. I would do it today, and like when you think of, like you said, the muses, all of those songs, um, mm-hmm. zero to hero for sure is just like a tip top song, and then um, where I belong, the, the song the, that he sings yeah, when he the when they do yeah, kind of the montage, the, the transition. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Taking Back Sunday, but they actually borrowed mm-hmm. the main melody line of that oh, for yeah. the beginning part of their chorus. They pretty much stole that melody for one of their songs their, off of New Again. New, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And it's, it's so, every time I hear that, I will sing Hercules, yep. not their <laughs> lyrics. Because, it, because that's how catchy it is, and that's how wonderful... The, the the soundtrack was and and especially in an era where music was king for those renaissance films uh-huh. oh yeah absolutely to have a soundtrack that can still stand above and beyond what had already come before it and then also what you had in, in Mulan which was still a great soundtrack and then for Tarzan, Tarzan. they freaking Phil Collins yeah. like how do you yeah. top Phil Collins but somehow yeah. they did it so yeah <laughs> without a doubt like the that soundtrack is is top yeah, yeah. Top shelf. Uh, like we we just adore it. I I think Meg's song is one of the best like love songs in the Disney canon. Yep. You know I don't there it's it's funny because there aren't really that many what I would consider love songs in Disney movies. There are lots of scores over like romantic moments, but there's not a ton of love songs. But to me, I feel like that's probably my favorite one. Are we talking Renaissance I'm love talking songs about the or entire Disney so canon? Well, yeah, Tangled. I mean, there are examples, yeah, but yeah, I just feel Aladdin like and, you yeah. would think with all the love stories and fairy tales, there'd be a lot more love songs, but there really aren't. No, I think you you're, think I think you're right because when you think like Snow White has it, where she's well, like, "I'm waiting for the one I love," but yeah. it's more of like a longing. It's well, not a she's singing to somebody specific. She's just right. singing in general. And then Cinderella, I Know You, or not Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, I Sleeping Know Beauty. You, I've Dreamt yeah. of Once Upon a Dream, right. which then he, the prince comes in and sings the duet with her. But still, like it's like a lead in. This is the, in my recollection, this is the first time this is like a forlorn love song where she That's is, where yeah. she is trying to deny yes. the love that she mm-hmm. feels. And we haven't really had that before. Yep. Yeah. No, that's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. Oh, you sorry, were you were still in my, <laughs> my thoughts. Is there is there a love song? They don't sing a love song in Little Mermaid, do they? Uh-uh. I mean, well, it's the fish kiss, trying to. The they're girl. like, hey, the fish are like, hey, kiss her. Yeah, but. it's like it's like he, um, the Sebastian is wooing on her behalf. So yeah, he's kind of singing it's like the love she's song on her she's mute and he's an yeah. idiot. Which yeah. would say, say quick quick tangent on that one. 
Brittany and I still crack up when he's when Prince say. Eric is trying to guess her name and Sebastian goes Ariel her name is Ariel and he goes Ariel and I'm like why why would you say it he just told you how to pronounce it and then you said it the most white guy way you could ever say Ariel and, the, and that's how we well, it's, it's, it's like Kevin no one, says, no one says Ariel her name that's is so Ariel <laughs> and yeah, it's like, it's like Kevin Costner and Princess, uh, not Princess Bride, in uh, Prince, of Prince of Thieves, and he's yes. like, Marion. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm the only guy here that's not going to fake a British accent. Even exactly. freaking Christian Slater's going to try one. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, I like that movie. So for you guys, like I know, I know Josh specifically. I know like a love story is kind of um, it, it's very important for you. You know, like a lot of the anime that you watch, the ones that kind of stand out a little bit more is ones that have a solid love story or at least a love connection between two characters. How do you feel that like Hercules and Meg's uh, love story kind of competes with some of the other Disney canon or even some of the other anime that you've been a fan of? Well, I mean. I, I can't really compare it to anime because with anime you have usually like a series so you have multiple episodes where your two characters will slowly start falling in love right. my only problem with the Disney stuff is they literally meet and they're in love with each other right there's no, there's no progression of time or yeah. anything like that so I mean I like this love story I mean it's okay I mean I'm not gonna like step on it but it's just one of those where it's like he it's love at first sight Oh, for and sure. then she's like, she's like, no, nah, it's all right. I mean, you know, I'm look at me. Have you seen my body? Um, I can get whatever I want. And then they go, and she's like, oh yeah, I think I like him. You're like, oh, what, what, what changed? Like between the five minutes that right. I, I mean, I think they do show, you know, like like Leah mentioned a minute ago. You know, they show that struggle that she has where. She kind of falls for him, but then she's like, no, I can't get into this. And she's been burned before. Like, yeah, Hades also, brings yeah. up the fact that the reason he owns her soul is because right. she was in love. Right. And she's kind of trapped in this deal, so she knows she's going to have to hurt him. So, you know, she's trying to disentangle herself from that. But then we have, like, great moments along the way where she's, you know, kind of struggling with this but then we have great visual like jokes and puns like when she backs into that statue of cupid and the little arrow <laughs> pokes her and she does a double take i love moments like that and this movie is filled with things like it yeah and you know so for me this is this is one of the best disney love stories i think because it's it, it's a clear you know romance and you know, there's heroic things on behalf of that romance that happen, and I don't know. I, I think it's great. It's not See, always my top requirement for a story, but I, I love it when it happens. Real quick, before we get to you guys, what's up with this easy A BS? Like, she has this boyfriend uh -huh. who like dumps her for somebody else, right? Like in Easy A, have you seen Easy A? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's like, okay. no, none of the none of the boys like me because I'm just this nerdy. Like, no, are you freaking Emma? You're Emma Stone. I mean, everybody wants you. I didn't get that vibe from this though. Well, I mean, no, I'm, t I'm talking about the schmuck that dumped her. Yeah, oh. kind of an idiot. Oh. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. What? Who'd you? Some people really do always feel like the grass is greener on yep. the other side of the road. Really they just always want the next thing that comes along. Well, think about and those celebrities. Are the people think about that celebrities. You cut out of your like, life. I remember the whole Brad Pitt, yeah. Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie. Like, I prefer Angelina Jolie over Jennifer Aniston, but so many people were like, who leaves Jennifer Aniston? 
especially right. for Angelina Jolie, like people that weren't a fan of her to begin with. So, I mean, you even Ross. have celebrities where it's just like, you know, you don't know the behind the scenes. Taylor Swift can't figure it out, no, man. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift just wants to date Hollywood, so she's good. <laughs> but that, I, but nice. I think that's that's kind of. Um, that I think for this, obviously, it makes it makes it more tragic for Meg, because like mm-hmm. Gavin was saying, is like she has this um, duality to her to her um, persona, because it's like she could easily fall in love with Hercules, but she kind of is talking herself out of it. And then once you get to that song, the whole final line, at least out loud, I won't say I'm in love. Right. You're just like that. Literally encapsulates every everything that we had learned about her character up to that point and i think that's what makes it even better and i mean we'll talk about this a little bit um, i'm sure as we get a little bit further in um but i was gonna say when you think about john musker and ron clements the love stories that they put into all of their films i feel Mm -hmm. are always the best love stories Mm -hmm. like little mermaid's love story is great like the fact that she will go mute just to get legs to try to get him to fall in love with her and then, yeah, with Hercules Aladdin, goes mortal. Yeah, Hercules goes him. mortal. Aladdin, Aladdin, and Jasmine fall in love at first sight, but he literally has to regain her love under a different mm-hmm. persona. Like he has already gotten her, her to fall in love with him, but he didn't know that, and now right. she thinks he's dead, and he has to try to convince her as a completely different person to fall in love with him again. And then, yep. even looking at like Princess and the Frog. That love story where it's like neither one of them want to be in love with each other at all. And then we get to the end and you just go, holy crap, they both want to be in love. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. They, they're they kind of the, the love story duo. Yeah. Oh, hands down. They're, which they're, which was so interesting for Moana to not have a love story at all. Because yeah, I yeah. was I was almost ex- I, like you go into it expecting that of them because they are like master craftsmen. But now yeah. they've shown like. What up, bros? We can do anything. I'm like, all right, but, we, we believe you. Yeah, exactly. That shows their wisdom as directors because I, I think we would all agree that a love story was not necessary in that movie. Yeah. Like, I, I think that would have taken away from it. Well, how yeah. creepy would it have been if it was like Maui crushing on Moana? You would have been like, <laughs> all right, this is a little bit weird. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that would have been over the top. But even if they had like somebody from her village, you know, that was you know impressed pining, by this you pining know, after there were some there were some there were some pretty decent looking islanders on that village <laughs> sure, yeah i'm sure somebody check out, you check out moana's mama ding girl <laughs> <laughs> i was That's thinking hilarious. her father but okay yeah her dad her dad's pretty <laughs> smoking <laughs> plus it's tamora morrison so you're like i know what you look like in real life boy <laughs> Django fat yeah Django. so one of the things that they also you know, used as influence for this movie what you know, they took a lot of cues from Aladdin and they, you know, used tons of, of pop culture references and, yeah. uh, you know, things that were signs of the time in the late nineties. Uh, you know, we talked about the muses a little while ago. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but, um, basically the hottest girl band in the world in 1997, <laughs> the Spice Girls, were the original choice that Disney wanted to play the muses. How and that, funny. That, too, would have made for a very different feel to oh, this. Because gosh. they wouldn't have been bringing gospel. It, it, it's you all know, whatever Mankin wanted to write, he wasn't going to write gospel for the Spice Girls. That, I don't <laughs> think that would have carried. No. Um, no. That would have I, been I a was, completely different thing. I was a huge Spice Girls fan, but holy oh, yeah, crap, yeah. I would not have wanted their voices no. as the muses. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know all kinds of stories about how the uh, the studio wanted the Beatles to do the music for the Jungle Book. Yeah, that's back why in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah, they were like, well, we got to do something with this British invasion because they're just they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, you guys know I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I don't I don't see that as something that would have worked. I, that that's not a good mix to me, and I think the same applies to the Spice Girls. I dig the Spice Girls; their their music is fun and catchy, and but I don't think it would have worked in this scenario. No. Um, so I'm glad they went the direction they did. Uh, the other thing that they really keyed in on was Charlton Heston as the well, yeah. as the opening narrator. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome. But no, the whole um, you know worship of sports stars and merchandising and you know all of that and you know a lot of that was keyed on um, you know none other than Michael Jordan. You know he was at the height of his popularity in 1997. And you know they they make reference to the air hurt yeah, shoes Herc songs. for yes, sandals yeah. that he has and all the merchandising that went into that. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like Gatorade being a big drink at the time, and like they yep. got the big sippy cup, you know, and yep. he's drinking uh, out. It looks like a column, like all exactly little things like that. Which McDonald's released? Well, yeah, which which Brittany yep. was like, I had that cup. I wish but I still did. I'm pretty sure that's one thing my parents did sell in a yard sale. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, so I mean, even even the uh, the Gatorade thing, you know, Michael Jordan's campaign of "I want to be like Mike." That was that was a commercial for like I don't know eight years in the nineties. They played yeah. that commercial. It was like nonstop. So I think it's interesting that they really keyed in on a lot of those you know pop culture and contemporary things to show us what you know this celebrity in ancient Greece, you know, the equivalent to that. And I think that's really funny. And it, it provided them a lot of fodder for jokes and references. And, you know, I, I just feel like this movie is so full of just little tidbits. You know, there's there's also a lot of things that are, um, you know, that don't belong, but they work as jokes because people don't really think about it. Like when the kids are trapped under the rock, one of the kids says, somebody call IXII, yeah. which is 911. <laughs> But in Roman numerals, we're in ancient Greece. We're not in ancient Rome. So, you know, things like that don't fit. But it's, it's a hilarious joke. And when you watch it the first time, you're like, oh, that's great. It's 911. You don't even think about it. Yeah. So they were clever. And they were using just tons of ancient references and jokes and puns and things like that. <laughs> and, you know, I think they pulled it off really well. And the fact, you know, you mentioned before that they let James Woods do a lot of improv like Robin Williams had done as the genie. I mean, this this movie just seems so off the cuff and funny that I'm just entertained by it every time I watch it. Well, yeah, when even uh, when Tate Donovan says uh, when he's talking to Zeus that second time, and he's like, "I grappled with the Gorgon," just like Bill Pullman, like just little <laughs> yeah. little things like that, where you're just like, "Oh, uh, you're funny, boy." So I think that's that's to me is the hallmark of what. Um, uh, uh, John Musker and Ron Clements bring to the table because even as far back as when they did Great Mouse Detective, there's mm-hmm. a point where they kind of zoom up above to the actual 221B Baker Street and you see a silhouette right. of Holmes and Watson and mm-hmm. he, and Watson says something like, but the, oh, the, the opera is so boring. Like, you know, and they actually <laughs> used audio clips of the actors that had played them yeah. in a the live action TV show and just plugged mm-hmm. it in. So little things like that, like they are very smart 
about, as you said, incorporating pop culture and what's relevant. But even now, when we go back and watch it, it's still funny because we still have like the idol tree of of athletic figures. So you can yeah. still see that and go, oh, well, that makes sense because we still do that crap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally. So do we want to go ahead and um, give this sh- movie our ratings? Oh, for sure. I think we can. It? You want to do it? All right. So guests first. Yeah. All right, you guys take it away. And you have to come up with, like, a thing, too. Yeah, come up like with a random out, out of clouds or... Oh, we do clouds. Yeah, we do yeah. clouds. It's, it's clouds okay. over here. I couldn't remember if you always did the same thing or not. Yeah, typically we do the clouds. Um, it, it's, cool. a, it's a castle Unless you want to do, like, your... Um, how many second stars to the right? Oh, I like <laughs> that. <stars laughs> right. That's a good one. I like that. That works, Because that's because you're the big Peter Pan fan, even I'm... though Josh and Gavin are not fans. <laughs> Whatever. I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 2. I'm sorry. Anything less than a 5 is unacceptable for Peter Pan. Oh, and I forgot to nag you guys about that. Tiger Lily, the only line that she has is she says, help while drowning. So oh, like, oh she does? Nice. You, was that Tinkerbell? No, no, no. It's Tiger Same Lily. Like, as the water's coming up, you can kind of hear her go, help, and then it kind of gurgles at the end because oh. the tide splashes up. So that's the only line that Tiger Lily says in all nice. of Peter Pan. <laughs> but is it the same voice actress as uh, Tinkerbell, though? I, I'm guessing because, like, are you going to hire a voice actress for literally, like, half no of one word? You know? Yeah. I would. No, you funny. can't say all of the word help, but just, like, H-E-L. Well, <laughs> I would hope that that was somebody that just worked on, on the, the movie. On the movie, yeah, you would think so. Right. Um, yeah, it, was, it was one of the secretaries. They were like, Mary, come in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say help. But, but we're not paying you for this. Yeah. So. You, it's like, get back paid. to work. Just so nice. you know. Um, do you want to start? Ladies first? You can start. Okay, I'm going to give it a solid five. Um, Hercules nice. has been and will always be one of my favorite films, um, mm-hmm. not just out of the Renaissance era, but all all across the, the Disney canon. It is definitely one of those, whether it's on TV or if it's on a Netflix, like I will put it on just and sit and watch it because it's so it's just like we all the reasons we talked about. And I'm with mm-hmm. you even with like the kind of bizarre CGI in the Hydra scene. It's still mm-hmm. a great scene. So if they had 2D animated it, yes, it would have been better. But the scene itself is still enjoyable. I mean, him sliding down one of the necks and going, I don't think we cover this in training. Like, <laughs> just, just little things like that. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So, I, like, from the voice acting, the animation, the jokes, the music, yeah, five clouds, solid. Awesome. Nice. All right, so I'm gonna mirror you because it's a five for me too. <laughs> no stars yeah. to the right. <laughs> yeah, no shock there. Anything out of the Renaissance was brilliant. Yeah, I think that was other than probably the fifties. I think that yeah, was, was Disney's like era. prime time, yeah. like making movies. That was their way to show that, like, hey, we're Disney and we're a company that is gonna stay around. Forever, yeah. we've been around since yeah. what the twenties, thirties, and we are going to continue to make these hits, you know, for you guys. And they still do. Like to today, what Tangled was the fiftieth animated film, and even after Tangled, what the four that has followed are still amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I think Hercules was it just fit perfectly into the Renaissance. The music, mm-hmm. the soundtrack is 
A plus. Yeah. The the voice acting, the animation itself. I think about that Hydra scene, and I don't. I can't think of what I thought when I was younger and watching it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I thought it like stuck out like a sore thumb because back then you were excited to see something new. Oh, that's true. like when Toy Story came out, everybody was excited for that technology, and nobody knew sure. any sort of anything to compare it to. So I don't think anything was wrong with it today. There's definitely something <laughs> wrong with that. it. More noticeable. But I don't know. Everything about Hercules. Amazing. I was going to say, I think in the Renaissance, the only two stumbles for me are Pocahontas and Hunchback. I think those are the only two okay. that don't quite measure up. Maybe because they're a like little the, too real. That might be it. Is Maybe that maybe it is a little bit too um, non-comedic. Like it is mm-hmm. too serious. Yeah. Yep. So those might be Notre the only Dame ones that they're not, they're not quite as much fun. Yep. And because I had read Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, I kind of expected a certain story and didn't get that story. Mm-hmm. And then well, knowing... Well, an even darker story, Yeah, though. an even darker story. But then also knowing the story of Pocahontas and being like, why is she not an 11-year-old girl? Oh, because we have to sexify her and make her a woman. <laughs> I get it. It makes sense. At the time, as a kid, I did not... I was just like, oh, this is cool. I like it. So, yeah, yeah. but I think for the Renaissance... But even as the Renaissance is a measuring stick, Hercules is still, like, one of the best. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I want to go next. Do it. <laughs> so... I'm going to give this one five Dipper Pines. Nice. <laughs> Basically the same reason. I mean, Perfect score so far. It, yeah. <laughs> Don't ruin Pressure's it, Gavin. On. Yeah, how's, that gonna, <laughs> how's it going to happen, Gavin? Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Uh, the music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice acting's great. I mean, there's really, like I said, the only thing that I have problems with is that Hydra scene. Other than that, there I have no qualms about anything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going what with uh, what Liam said though, um, with Hercules, the whole time I'm thinking of like the Greek mythology that's running around in my head. I'm like, if they get married, he's going to kill their kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, Her- Hera's all like, oh Hercules. I'm like, no, she hates she, me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh oh, we saw uh, the Hercules she, live like, action show. We know like, that she Hera wants does you not dead. Like she wants you dead, man. And yeah, yeah. it's like no. You got yeah, you know, you got they, twelve trials. They studied all of the, you know, Edith Hamilton and the Bullfinch mythology, and they they originally were going to go for the actual story of Hercules, and I, the thing that really tipped the balance that they said, no, we kind of need to make this our own story, was the fact that he was born um, out of an out illegitimate of relationship. Yeah. Well, that's so why that, he's that's, that's why he's not that they immortal because his mom's a with. human. Right. Right, and so that's that's why they decided to take it a different direction because they didn't want to have to deal with that issue, and so you know that led them down, you know, really the whole path that they ended up taking, and, and it worked, man. Well, they kind of they kind of flipped the Achilles story, like whereas Achilles, yeah. where they dipped yeah, him they in like to the, the, the water, he was impervious yep. except for his heel. But with yeah. Hercules, it's like he was all mortal except for that one drop, which was why he was still super strong and everything. So yeah, they, uh, they, yeah, and, and they mix him with Orpheus too. Oh yeah, yeah there's all that's kinds true. of mixing yeah. and because he's on. like, I gotta go back to Hades to get my girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but at least Hercules gets her. So yeah, totally. unlike you know, <laughs> like something else it didn't work out. <laughs> not not so all much. right. Well, uh, I have voiced my criticism. Hey, guys, Gavin's going to be the downer. I just want to give everybody a heads up. Way to end it on a low note. Josh and I talked about our ratings before this um, started, so I think that's why he wanted to jump in and throw in his perfect five before I went. 
But, um, you know, just just really looking at this critically and considering it, uh, you know, all the criteria, I think that despite the animation issues that I have, this movie triumphs in absolutely every other way. The music, as we've all mentioned, you know, top-notch. The animation uh, design, the character design, the story... All of it is amazing. So I'm giving it a five. Yeah. Out of five. You bandwagon yeah. jumper. You were like, I'm going to give minute. it a four. No, no. I, I thought about it long and hard during this whole conversation. I thought, you know, everything else is enough to overcome the really ultimately the minor criticisms I have of it. This movie is fantastic. It, it's it it surprisingly stands so tall amongst those Titanic no pun intended, <laughs> renaissance movies of the 90s because, you know, you just think of movies like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King and, you know, these these movies are just so instantly iconic and classic and legendary. And then, you know, along comes a funny screwball comedy called Hercules and it's just as good as those other movies. It's just... It, it's a surprising hit to me, and I think it deserves all the acclaim that it gets. Agreed. Nice. And that's, so, that, that was interesting because that was something we didn't really cover that much was the stylistic decisions that they made in animating, like everything from like the clouds of dust to yeah. like the way that like his ears and his elbows were drawn, especially when he was younger and like more gangly and awkward, like the way that calf muscles his were drawn. Calves, yeah. yeah, like yeah. there was a very stylistic decision on this one. And then yeah. similarly, they went very stylistic when they did Mulan. So I thought that that was very cool that they they didn't just stick to like the same style they had kind of accumulated in the mm-hmm. years prior. So but right. that's awesome, yeah. man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that everybody gave it a, yep. a five out of five. That's so cool. Yeah, it's cool that we all got together to to talk about it, and you know, because it's all something that we we clearly love and and have tons of nostalgia about. So that's what it's all about, man. Heck yeah! Hey, we didn't talk about how adorable <laughs> Pegasus is. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Cutest yeah. horse thingy ever. <laughs> yeah, baby Pegasus is just a awesome little nugget that you want to just take home with you mm-hmm. and yeah adult pegasus is we've talked about it on our show before he's one of our favorite disney horses oh yeah and that and they do a lot of really cool horses was he your guys's Maybe. on on your top flyers list was he there he was my number one that's yeah, right yeah, yeah, he was your okay. number one yeah um, he was an nice. uh, honorable mention for me <laughs> yeah no, but the, the, but I'm with you because with Pegasus, and I know a complaint you guys have sometimes is when horses take on too much of a dog-like quality, and I thought yeah. that they didn't really do that no. so much with Pegasus. They kind of made him just if made anything, him he, he had more human qualities than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he just he mm-hmm. seemed more aware of everything. Like when you look at like the um, Prince Philip's horse in like Sleeping Beauty, where he's very yeah. much just like a, a horse. horse and he acts the way that a horse pretty much would act. Yes. Whereas right. like Entangled, Maximus is very much Dog-like. a dog horse, you know. <laughs> um, but Peg- he's awesome. Like Pegasus, when when Meg first gets on him and she's like, I have a fear of flying and he immediately takes off <laughs> as fast as he can. And then when they land and she's like, get me down yeah. before I ruin the upholstery and he kind of like hip checks her off. Yeah, he's like jealous yeah. of their connections. <laughs> so I, I dig that. Yep. Yeah, they did a great job with him. Oh, the helicopter yeah, I mean, wings when yeah. he has Phil on him and they, they catch oh, Hercules yeah. before he kisses. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's cool. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those movies that we could honestly talk all night about. We go on and on about um, all the amazing things about it. But we can't because so we have good. a top five to get through. <laughs> yes, excellent. I think it's time we start uh, dropping our top fives. And now for another top five. Time for the top five. So this week, we decided to do our top five animated romantic gestures. I think this is going to be a broad spectrum here. Which yes, I was about to say, yes. we, we had we had a whole long conversation last night of what <laughs> constituted a romantic gesture. And then it got yep. to the point where we were just like, all right, if it seems nice, then it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to have some interesting things here. I'm, I'm excited about this one. Spoiler, mine's going to be anime. <laughs> So, so Spo- how about spoiler, we do this? Ours are all Disney. Yeah. No, I try. I honestly, I tried to mix it up and tried to think of like some DreamWorks stuff or like some anime, especially. Yeah. But a lot of the anime that I enjoyed was not. There wasn't a lot of romance stuff in it, so it was like I would really have been reaching, and I would have been doing it just to try to shoehorn it in. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go for right. the ones that make the most sense to me, the ones that popped out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I couldn't think of any television examples. Yeah, but, no, I didn't either. But I'm not I'm not the television guy, so <gasps> nobody's surprised by that. Oh, so. dude, you didn't like in uh, Rugrats All Grown Up when Kimmy confesses, like they go back in time, and you have that Kimmy wrote, you know, Tommy and Kimmy in the cement in the Finster household. Yeah, clearly you know. No, I'm okay. Aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Josh, what order do you think we should go in here? Um, Should we go? Let's do the clouds and then the clouds the me and, and you. Then the yeah. asps. Yes, we're the snake. <laughs> like Globo Jim. All right, we can do that. Uh, you guys want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, we'll be good. Uh, All right, cool. I'll, be, you start. I'll start it. So, my number five is from that old animated film. Well, not that old. It's in the 90s. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so, nice. since the live action is coming up, I have been watching the old animated one because I'm trying to get myself pumped for it, and I am super <laughs> pumped. Um, but, so, my gesture is the Beast. So, the Beast mm-hmm. setting Belle free, I think, is a huge romantic gesture because he finally is learning uh, to love somebody other than himself. And... Mm-hmm. And whether that be in a romantic way or just a love for somebody else just for the sake of loving, he learned that. So he finally decides to let her free. He gives her his mirror that he loves because he loves to look at himself and he can look at whatever right. he wants to. He gives him his most pri- his most prized possession other than the rose because I don't know if he really cares about the rose. He wishes it's not there. <laughs> I would say it's just a reminder right. yeah. of, hey, you used to be a huge But I jerk. think the mirror is something that means more to him and he decides to give it to her to look at what she wants to look at, whether that be him or her father or... Maybe the other guys in the castle. I don't know. So I thought that was a pretty romantic gesture. Nice. Good one. I like it. Cool. All right. So for my f- number five is from a goofy movie, 
And Whoa. it's got to be uh, because this was one I definitely related to as a kid because it was something I was like, I would have loved to have pulled this off. Yep. Is the whole journey that Max goes on with Goofy to reach uh, a Powerline concert just so he can try to get on stage and impress a girl back home. Yep. So yeah, it's like she. That's are, awesome. She, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's she I like I, the Goofy obviously she thing. she already likes him. Like we could kind of already get that impression, but he yeah. felt the need to try to go above and beyond, and then he had to try to own up to it. And then even though he owned up to it, still at the end he still t- owns up to her. Hey, I didn't know Powerline before the concert. I understand, you know, if you're mad at me about this. And, like, I just think that's the greatest romantic gesture um, from, <laughs> that you would ever expect from, like, a goofy movie of all, of right, all films. Right. So. Nice. Good pick. All right. Well, my number five is from classic Disney. I'm going all the way back to the 50s. Uh, for me, this is just iconic. The prince searching the countryside... For the girl who fits the glass slipper. Nice. That to me, he just he was just gobsmacked from moment one, and she runs off, and he's like, "Nope, I'm not letting this drop. I have to find this girl. She's the one." And he searches high and low for her until he finds her. And to me, that's just classic romanticism right there. Yep. 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 So, I like it. Cinderella. All right, Josh, you're up. Oh man. Okay. Um, I was trying to do reference material but uh for my number five i ventured into the world of anime no you didn't yeah and i showed this clip to you earlier and i was trying to find the like a picture to send to those two Mm -hmm. but i went with a show called black lagoon Mm -hmm. and i went with the rock and revy shared cigarette kiss it was kind of a cigarette kiss yeah basically one one is getting a light of their cigarette off of the other's cigarette, but they keep them in their mouths the whole time, and the sexual tension was palpable. Oh my gosh, you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the cigarette kiss. Josh goes dark again. There you go, Liam. <laughs> nice. Have fun with that. I dig it. That's cool. <laughs> I like it. Good one. All right, Brittany, back to you. Four. All right. So number four, at a Disney again, <laughs> Tangled. Yeah, nice. So Ooh. Flynn Rider... Um, Basically, he's doing his whole take Rapunzel to the town because he wants to get the tiara back. But during that, he's finding that he's falling in love with her. And so, since the whole thing is to uh, take her to see the floating lights, he made sure she had the very best seats. And that was on the lake. And he also surprises her with two lanterns. (laughs) And that is just so romantic. I wished we could have done a lantern release during our wedding, but it was during the day, oh, so man. that would have been silly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yes, I don't know. I think Tangled is super romantic. Best date night ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ever love it. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the most beautiful scenes. Oh, and in the song animation. that we get out of it is probably oh, one yeah. of my top love songs yeah. from Disney. Totally, totally. Good pick. Cool. Um, number four for me was from Disney's Robin Hood, where um, r- the titular character himself, Robin Hood, braves the king and the guards just to win an archery tournament to get a kiss from Maid Marian. So somebody that somebody that he had not seen since they were kids, uh, but still just the idea of being close to her and getting a kiss was more than enough for him to do it and essentially put his friends at risk as well. So it was... I, I always nice. think that, I mean, everyone knows, well, I would hope.
Hope, anybody that listens to Cloud CityCast would know Robin Hood's one of my all-time favorites. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that one's my number four. Cool. Excellent pick, my friend. I, I feel like that is one thing that I feel really bonded to you about because you're one of the only people I know who loves Robin Hood as much as I do. Yes. And it just so happens my number four is exactly the same thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so oh, I totally agree with you. When he shows up to the archery tournament just to kiss his girl, <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. So good. Nice. Great minds think alike. Did you guys just become best friends? (laughs) So this might come as a shock, but my number four is no, it's it's not Robin Hood. No, Um, it's from an anime. Um, Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the kiss scene between uh, Haruhi and Kion in the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. So, uh, is this a popular anime? Like, I've never heard of this one. Well, dude, you like, haven't heard it, of a lot of things. I know, but like, like, tell us a little what bit is, about yeah, it. Yeah, what's the premise? Like, what or like, what is the situation that makes their um, interaction hit your number four? Like, why why would well, this be as good as um, Robin Hood? <laughs> well, basically, what happens in I don't really want to go into the show, but basically, what happens in this scene, like in this episode. We find out that Haruhi is basically God, pretty much. So everything that she creates, uh, thinks about in her mind, is what actually happens. So she creates it, and that is the world that we live in. And she got jealous because Kion was uh, hanging around with um, one of the other girls. So basically what she did is she got rid of everybody in the world except for her and Kion. (laughs) So she was like, (laughs) everyone else is gone. And she's just, you know, going about her everyday life. Like, you know, nothing happened. Like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And things slow and like her mental health is slowly starting to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. So there's these big beings and they're like destroying the world because Mm -hmm. she's starting to lose it. And in order to bring her back, he goes and kisses her. And then, tell, well, right before he does it, he says, I think he would look really cute in, in uh, pigtails. And then he kisses her. And then that basically rewrites all of history. So the dream sequence that she had where it was just the two of them, it's all gone. It goes back to normal. And she comes to school the next day wearing pigtails. Oh, cute. Yeah. Nice. That's like episode six. So wow. That's cute. Sounds like an epic show. Yeah. It's adorable. Awesome. <laughs> They're just, just a bunch of dorks. Oh. To me, I like it. Okay, so to number three is at a Disney, <laughs> uh, Princess and the Frog. So Ooh. Naveen is willing to marry Charlotte just so Tiana can have her dream. And I think that yep. is a huge romantic gesture because even though they are both falling in love with each other, I think more so Naveen is showing it yeah. and he thought that Tiana was showing it. But I think she was subconsciously falling in love with him. And then she showed that she still wants her dream more than anything else. And then he realizes, well, I love you and yeah. I need you to have what you want. So yeah. he's going to go kiss Charlotte and marry her so she can get her <laughs> restaurant. I think then, that's awesome. And then even then, then Tiana still shows up and says, to basically tells Naveen he doesn't have to do that for her. Because she just would be happy being a frog just with him, and then obviously Charlotte does the whole no strings attached. I just want you guys oh, to be happy. Yeah, so, anyway. but yeah, yeah, another John Oscar Ron Clements magic moment. I guess I need to. I guess I need to see Princess and the Frog. You totally you do. do. I guess so yeah. good. Definitely it's so do. good. 
I mean, if it's, you like Hercules and Aladdin and Little Mermaid, like, yeah, I mean, this one's right I'll up like there. I like one of those. That's good. It's good. Um, so for me, my number three actually came from the film that we reviewed today. So from Hercules. Nice. Um, the... I thought uh, there was a bunch of really fun romantic gestures, but I think the one that really stands out is when the column is about to land on Hercules while he's mortal and Meg shoves mm-hmm. him out of the way. So she yeah. ends up getting injured. And then when, when uh, Hercules asks her why she did it, she goes, people do crazy things when they're in love. And just that yeah. moment, you just, your heart melts. Uh. You're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, like, you knew that he loved her from moment one, but this was like her, even after the song, this was her admitting it to him, not just to herself. So I, I love that moment. Yeah. I love it too. That's a good one. I like it. All right. So mine is, my number three is from Tangled. Nice. But it's a, but it's a different moment than I bet uh, I know which Pitt. one it is because yeah. I think it's my honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's at the end of the movie when Flynn has, you know, met his end basically and decides that instead of letting her save him, he's going to save her and he crops off her hair. Yep. yep. And Love to it. me, that was the ultimate self sacrificing move that he could make. That just solidifies the fact that, yeah, he plays like he's this self-centered criminal type, but really he's a big softy and he loves Punzi. Yep. So I like I, it. That's my that's my number three. Love it. Tight. So for my number three, Gavin, can you read what it says for number three right there? Um, it says Flynn, Rapunzel, cutting hair, bring him back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so nice. the exact same awesome. thing. Nice. Sweet. I like the overlap. Yeah, and I did the, I, I included that with, you know, her bringing him back to life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of tacked that all as one yeah, that like, whole scene. beautiful scene together. Yeah, it's all pure love. It's that, good. that is a good one. Nice. Awesome. It gets you in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you hurt Vision's feelings. <laughs> all right, B, number two. All right, number two. So this one comes out of Pixar, um, and it is from my favorite Pixar film, Up. And nice. It's uh, Carl. The opening five minutes. <laughs> what did he say? It's the opening five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was actually oh. going to say the whole opening five minutes, but it's actually after the opening five minutes. It's Carl still taking Ellie, the house, to Paradise Falls. So yeah. the fact that even in death is he needs her dream to come true and he takes her to Paradise Falls and it's going to make me cry. So I'm going to stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I, I will save us the time. That is also my number two uh, for, nice. for for exactly yeah. the same reasons, because when you really think about like as as like heart wrenching. And amazing those first like five to ten minutes is that whole them meeting and then the montage and then her passing like that whole set is so it's so sweet. But the romantic moment for me is definitely when um, after they've um, they've beat uh, Charles Muntz and the house fall fades out of the clouds as it drops away. And and Carl kind of is saying goodbye to her like because to him, (laughs) Ellie is the house now. Yeah, and like that yeah. that moment's just it's so beautiful and um i think with with that film is another one where it's like there's not a whole lot of characters but they do so much with the ones that they have so it's i love it yep yeah i agree with that so you guys both picked that for number two yeah, it was number two for both of us nice <laughs> all right 
Well, my number two, I can guarantee, does not overlap with any of you people's. <laughs> it's from my favorite Pixar movie. <laughs> and it's the moment when Lightning McQueen gets over himself Meets and realizes <laughs> that he actually loves everybody in town and that he's fallen for Sally. And so he helps everybody out, and then most importantly, he surprises her by fixing the town's neon, and they kind of have that street dance. And yep. to me, that's just one of the cutest, um, sweetest moments in any of their movies. And, you know, you guys know that that's my favorite Pixar, so I love that. Whenever I hear that song now, I think of that movie, and I love the fact that they do that lighting ceremony every night at Cars yes. Land, and yeah. you hear that song. And the lights come on down the street, and you see all the neon. I just think moves like that are so smart that they do. And it just catapults me right back into that movie every time I see it. And I love it. It's funny because that was just on last night, so we were watching that. And actually, as even though it's not one of my favorite Pixar films, it's definitely one of Remy's because he just stopped doing what he was doing and watched it till it completely finished. Yep. Nice. He loves He's the cars. He's got great taste. Well, he has a ton of Light- <laughs> Lightning McQueen toys. Yeah. Like, all the other family oh, cool. members have, like, passed them down to us. So he probably has oh, cool. as much Lightning McQueen as he does Mickey. Like, yeah, it's insane. he chooses it, wow. too, to yeah. play with all the time. Sweet. So, Josh, number uh, number two. My number two, I went with another anime. My final anime. Yeah. Ooh. My okay. final one. Okay. Um, I went with uh, Toradora. The I've confession between um, Ryuji and Taiga. Because uh, basically, the way the show starts is he likes her best friend, she likes his best friend. Oh, and yeah, he's so, told me about this one. Yeah, and so he's trying to help Taiga, or Ryuji's trying to help Taiga get with right, his best friend and, and vice versa. And then slowly throughout they the course, they fall in love with each other. I like stories like that. And That's then they cool. finally, you know confess and then run away together oh, that was sweet. and then and then they you know do this little kiss thing and it's nice. adorable i like it i see all right i see you that animes wanna... like to kiss yeah right <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they definitely do all right you guys want to talk about your honorable mentions cool we can i think ours probably go yeah. together um let's see what we... was one that you didn't mention i know goofy movie was my honorable mention yeah it and then so close tangled and nice. princess and the frog were honorable mentions for for me i actually wanted to give an honorable cool. mention and this was a show that um uh josh and gavin had talked about briefly on one of their previous episodes and josh got me to watch it called erased mm-hmm. and i think one of the mm-hmm. the really sweet semi-romantic moments is um uh, the 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 main character basically he has the ability to uh, go into the past like up like you know a couple minutes at a time and he can save people and then a certain event happens that catapults him all the way back to childhood and he has to save a girl that gets captured and, and murdered oh wow and so the whole thing is him being like I want to say he's like an, a ten year old again or like maybe he's eight or nine so he's really really young yeah and us having our nephew Matthew like all I could think of it was like my brain being catapulted back in like Matthew's body right. and Matthew trying to solve like a murder mystery. Oh my goodness. Um, but there's, oh, there's one of the things that he does uh, that the main character does is, uh, is it Fu- Fujimoto? I think so. I think that, it, yeah, I think that's right. Um, what he, did, yeah, I think it's yeah, Fujimoto. Yeah. What he figures out uh, as part of this is that he wants to make sure nobody feels alone. 
So Whoa. he tries to find anybody that seems like a loner and tries oh. to incorporate that into his group of friends. And to me, it's like, I mean, he does it with the main girl that he's supposed to be saving, but then he starts doing it with all these other ones as well. And you're just like, what a sweetheart. Like, if that I saw so a kid doing that, I'd be like, you are the you are the sweetest, coolest kid I've ever met. <laughs> so I, I, I thank nice. you, Josh, for, for having me watch that. Um, it's definitely one that I'll Ooh. have to... I'll have to watch I'll it. I'll have to make you watch because I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. And cool. it's only like eight episodes. It's not that long. Cool. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. super long. Um, nice. But no, some, cool. of, some of the other ones definitely like um, Prince Philip um, battling Maleficent yeah. for yeah. Uh, Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Um, Cinderella. Cinderella definitely him going through going the through entire the whole house. Country to um, I don't give an honorable mention to Prince Charming from Snow White because literally he just like walked <laughs> off on her yeah, in the no. forest. He didn't have he to like lucked out. he didn't have to like battle anybody. Nope. The, the literally the dwarfs <laughs> did all the hard work for him. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean it's tough because there are so many like sweet moments like uh, Latin Jasmine on the carpet. Like yeah. that's that's a wow. sweet uh, sweet moment as well. Uh, Ariel giving up her voice to be able to try to mm-hmm. um, fall like get Eric Basically to fall in love. Any Disney, any Disney movie film with has a, love a really story. a really good love story. <laughs> There's to a good it, gesture so. in there. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Josh? Nice. Or you, Gavin? First. Yeah. So my honorable mentions are. Um, from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, Flint Lockwood makes the Jello house for Sam. <laughs> that that was totally cute and sweet. I loved that. Um, I had Carl from Up going on his adventure hey. to what is Paradise Falls? Yes. That was called. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, I mean, come on. You gotta have that on the list. Uh, I had Prince Philip battling Maleficent as well. I also had Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas oh, yeah. um, in in her her attempt to brave Oogie Boogie. And free Santa and save Jack, who she knew was in trouble. To me, that's the romantic gesture of that movie. Nice. Um, so I, I love them as a couple. And then how could we forget the Bella Note? Oh, Tramp yep. nosing the little meatball over to Lady, and they just have the sweetest little noodle kiss. Yep. That's just to me. That's just a cute little date night moment, and that's iconic. So <laughs> it had to be mentioned as well. Nice. What do you got, Josh? Um. <laughs> First off, I went with um, a whole new world. Just the flying, yeah. the whole nice. scene That's there. All good. Um, I did it's go a with baller Her- move to show yeah. up on a flying carpet. I went with Hercules. Oh, nice! Um, but I went with him. He finally gets what he wants. He finally gets to be a god. Yep. He gets to meet his parents, and then gives it all away so he can be with Meg. Yeah, I was just saying. Like, like, I thought whole, it looks like that. Was- the whole last ten minutes of that film, like her pushing him out of the way, him going into the river of death to to save her, and then him turning down Godship to stay yeah. with her. Like that whole sequence, yeah. you're just like, you win, you win, Herc. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also went with. Um, Liam may like this one. I went with uh, Ed and Winry's yeah. confession in Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, well, you know when they're about to get on the train, and he's like, "When I come back, I'll just marry you." It's like it's like perfect. I was nice. I was I was talking to Brittany about that one because we watched that whole series, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So we not the not Brotherhood, but the original series, the original OVA. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly I enjoyed the fact that it really seemed like Winry was more into Ed than he was into her until kind of like that last part and then that was like the only time you really see him thinking about something other than just getting him and his brother's body back mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I dug that um, and then my final one I went with a little anime called uh, Kokora Connect and just showing Gavin that's one of the confessions 
Oh that my they, gosh. <laughs> that they have. <laughs> yeah, Don't we read it. <laughs> quote this on the show. Yeah, and I sent it to the, you the too, Liam. So that's one of the confessions. About each other. Yeah, I, I send, <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the confessions that they have with each other. And nice. then, you know, later on, they confess that they actually like each other. And uh, they kiss. That's adorable. Sweet. <laughs> Nice. Cool, right, right, that's for, all I got. That's that all it? I got. Yeah. All right. Time maybe, for the let's, number let's one. Hear your number one. All, all right. right. So my number one is really hard because it was so close with my number two, and it also comes out of Pixar. <laughs> it is from Wally. Um, oh, yes. Nice. Okay. So he is the cutest robot. And that is all alone on Earth for like seven hundred plus years, <laughs> and then this more adorable little robot pops up and you know just woos him without even like liking him at all yeah <laughs> and he so he falls in love with her he shows her the plant she then closes Pulls shuts down. down and he basically just goes on like takes care of her and goes on a date with her while she <laughs> can't even like do a function and i like try to write every little thing that he did that was adorable so he puts her yeah. in the sun first so he wants to give her some sun he it starts mm-hmm. raining he covers her with an umbrella and then he also gets electrocuted like three times yep. and still covers her um he tries to jump start her he like pulls her little button out or the plant button and tries to jump start her mm-hmm. and he then gets electrocuted, electrocuted again, again. <laughs> takes her on a date through the mucky river um he tries to hold her hand and then gets his hands like smashed in her her, bo- her body yeah. i guess and then he uh follows her through space yeah. uh and just tries to get the plant back to her because he knows this is what she really really wants yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i don't know they're like number one wally and eve the best. That's a great pick. Fantastic pick. I can't believe I forgot about Wally. Well, now it's an honorable mention for you. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. definitely is. All right, Liam. So mine also came from Pixar, but this came Ooh. from my favorite Pixar film, The Incredibles. And um, as much as Robert and Helen Parr are just like the greatest parents and like the, the love between them is so fantastic, the moment that still to this day makes me tear up is uh, at, the, at the end when they're about to go battle... Uh, the Omnidroid and, uh, and uh, Syndrome, and he's trying to make the family stay in the the um, the, the mobile RV, home, the yeah. RV, and mm-hmm. he wants to go off, and she's saying, and he's like, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not strong enough, and she's like, what? You're not strong enough? You have to do this the floor? He goes, I can't lose you again! And I'm like, right there, yeah. my heart just, like, breaks. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's one of those moments where you're just like, you don't think you will ever know a love like what Robert Parr has for Helen and the, and the kids. And you're just, yeah. I mean, I do now as a husband and a father, but it's like, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I was just like, that's what I want. Like as much as like, <laughs> be, like being in a band and like touring the country was so much fun. And, you know, there were so many things that I got to do that, you know, I, I look, still look back on with fondness. The one thing yeah. I always wanted to be was a husband and a father. So like having that and like knowing firsthand what Robert feels there, like, that's awesome. So yeah, that's to hands down my number one. Sweet, nice. excellent pick. That was a good one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number one is going to be part redundant, part not redundant. Uh, I'm picking a moment from the movie we discussed tonight, Hercules. <laughs> Yay. So somebody picked Meg shoving Hercules out of the way uh, from the fallen column, and me. somebody picked the last moment where he gives up godhood to stay with her. I'm picking the moment in between where he dives into totally unknown territory, risks death and whatever awaits him in Hades River, 
and, uh, you know, almost doesn't make it there, but gives it every last bit of strength that he has left to rescue her, bring her out of that. And to me, that just a hair better than those other two spots, (laughs) just because of how just heroic it is. But yeah, that that ends on several epic moments of self-sacrifice and romance. So it's, it's hard to pick one, but... I'm glad we all picked three different that ones. From awesome. her days. And, then you, and then you have to remember it's followed up with one of the greatest lines where, what's wrong with thee, thither? Yes. <laughs> yes, we do that all the time. Or, or, when, awesome. he, or when he backfists Hades' face and like it turns into like a, <laughs> like a smushed hole. That's great. Yeah. All right, maybe I deserve that. Totally. That's awesome. Perfect, dude. That's a great I pick. I love it. Good pick. All right, Josh. For my number one, I went Disney. Yay. It's a shocker. And I went with my favorite Disney movie of all time Ooh. in The Lion King. Yes. And I went with The Lick. Yeah. <laughs> Between Simba and Nala, childhood friends, growing up in the African plains. What's the word? Not reunited. What's what's a word the opposite? Uh, torn apart. Torn, apart. <laughs> torn, asunder. torn asunder. Separated. By horrible circumstances beyond either of their control. Reunited and a lick. <laughs> and a lick. Yeah, and a lick. But it's a lick and then like a come hither look where it's oh, like, yeah, she's like, we're going to make oh, a lot of baby those, lions. <laughs> she's got those bedroom eyes going, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and we on the web. That's hilarious. Nice. Good pick, man. That is awesome. That yeah. is a good pick. And I'm glad that like we didn't really like spoil the picks in like our uh, honorable mentions either. I think that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had we were all over the map there. I think that was pretty good. Nice. That was good. It's a good list. I know, but now now like Josh, you'll have to make sure you list or at least text us your the anime ones so we can watch those. Oh yeah. So we can know like how, why those would rank so high. Like, yeah. Us, yeah. Us I, being Disney nerds, like I'd love to see like if something can compete with Disney on a romantic level. That's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I sent you the uh, the pick of uh, Rock and Revy. Um, doing the cigarette kiss. Nice. And it's basically just two people lighting a cigarette on each other, right. but the implications. Oh, yeah. sweet. <laughs> In the back of a police car. In the back of a police car, yes. They've been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. Nice. That makes it way more romantical. Awesome. That was fun. Oh, man, that was that was a lot of fun. I liked that. I, I, I think we all thoroughly enjoyed chatting about Hercules, ranking some romance, been a good Saturday night. I know. I oh it. yeah. Um, I was like, wait, why are we doing so much romance? Uh, duh. Tomorrow would be Valentine's yeah. Day after this show <laughs> yep. comes out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't do a whole month themed on Valentine's, but since this one was lined up with, oh, we could have pretty much. We could have done a whole. Oh, I know you could. I know you could easily, easily. But yeah, that's uh, that's why we did it. Nice. So yeah, good choice, guys. All right, well, well, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, uh, Gavin, do you want to tell everybody about the contest real quick? Just yeah, we, update. we need to remind everybody about our contest. So uh, if you didn't listen to our previous episode, we announced that coming up in April, we are doing Audience Appreciation April. And this is just our give back month to say thanks to everybody who listens to us. Uh, we know a lot of our listeners have come from the audience of the Cloud City Cast. So thank you guys for referring people to us. Of course. Um, of course nice being part of a network where we can kind of cross market like that but anyway in april we're going to be doing um all fan picks so everything we watch and review in april is going to be picked by our listeners 
And everything that we rank in our top fives will be picked by our listeners. Um, and we'll also be doing giveaways. And the big grand prize package giveaway, uh, details to come, um, will be um, given out during that month. And what we're going to do um, to give you guys entries to that is every Wednesday we're going to have a post um, for Audience Appreciation April. And on that post, you'll have a chance to leave us a comment. And you'll want to comment a movie or show that you want us to watch and review. And you can you can list several if you want. You can list 20. We don't care. Give us as many ideas as you have. And then also give us your ideas for what you want us to rank in our top fives. And if you do one or the other of those, or both, you can get a third entry by tagging two friends, sharing it with your friends who you think might like the Animation Station podcast. And so if you do that on every post uh, that we do this month on Wednesdays, uh, you'll have a total of nine entries into our giveaway. And so we encourage you to do it every week and get as many entries as you can. And also be creative with your top fives. We're looking for anything, even as off the wall as it gets, we'll, we're up for the challenge. So um, look for that post on Wednesday. Nice. Yes. Also, and, uh, uh, Josh, I well, got your uh, two texts with those pictures. <laughs> the first one is adorable. The second one, maybe not so much. Maybe a little disturbing. <laughs> that's, that's one of the confessions. Fair that's enough. a whole that's a whole body swapping thing. So it's it's a deal. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to thank uh, everybody who entered in the first. Uh, you gave us picks for the first one. So Ibrahim, uh, Carolina, Josh Calhoun, Josh Hickey, Sakura Christina. You don't count because. Whatever. Yeah, you I put cars, do. but or Pinocchio or whatever, so <laughs> that's out. Um, <laughs> Hannah Elledge, Aaron Lee, and Corey Seals. Nice. we got cool. a lot of entries already. Sweet. So, yeah, um, everybody that entered last week can enter again this week, so mm-hmm. keep them rolling. Nice. We'll try to send people right. your way again. We'll, we'll try to mention the giveaway on yeah. some of our episodes as well. Oh, thanks. Cool. Awesome. Okay, well, I think we're ready. I think we're, that's we're it, ready. Man. I think we're ready. Let's, Sweet. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, Gavin, where can everybody find you? Everybody can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. What about you, Liam? Uh, I'm at Liam Bright, and you can find the show at Cloud City Cast, and those are both on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Cool. And Perfect. iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> yeah, I guess iTunes and Stitcher, you can find yeah. the show. You can't find Liam Bright on iTunes and Stitcher. There's, it wouldn't be that interesting. Yet. It, but Cloud City yet. Cast is. <laughs> you can find me at Citizen of Disney on both Instagram and Twitter. Nice. Perfect. And you can find me at Josh L. Kane on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Where can they find the podcast? You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast, on Facebook, on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Um, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and through the website on the little podcast tab. Sweet. And don't forget to visit all of our podcast network shows on secretsuperheroclub.com, and you can enjoy the conversation with just it, I mean, it's a closed Facebook group, so you could join in and just chat with anybody about anything, whether it's animation, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Star Trek, whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. Nice. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for joining us. We had a blast, and we can't wait to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Thank Any- you for having us. Seriously, guys, anytime. And we're going to have to drag you onto our show for something good. So. Yep. Absolutely. There's plenty, so- of, plenty of fire when readies that have to be discussed. So. <laughs> 
I don't know. I've never been through one of those. Depending on how these (laughs) (laughs) and depending on how these Oscars turn out, we uh, we probably have some things in store for each other. (laughs) I'm I'm going to be honest. We're probably going to do it either way. So yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. It just sounds like a lot of fun to do. So I'm 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 pretty much down for it either way. But it's bragging rights. We'll put it as bragging rights at this point. Yeah, it's definitely bragging rights. Yeah, I I got to tell you, like I would be so pumped to hear you guys do those three episodes. I think it'd be great. Yeah, I know we. I'm up for whatever you guys would have for us too. I think it would be fun. So nice. maybe we just do it anyway. <laughs> nice. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But nice. we'll we'll yeah. let's, we'll still tie it to the uh, to the the Oscars, and then we we'll let the sh- each show decide. I mean, whoever loses has to do it, but the winner can choose whether or not they want to do it. So we'll leave it cool. at that. Cool. I like it. Watch Kubo win, man. Yeah, that's right. Kubo oh, win. Well, see, here's the thing. What, what happens if that zucchini thing wins? So, it could, too. So I don't know if we said it or if somebody said to us, but if something else beats Moana and Zootopia, then we both lose and we both have to do it regardless. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Deal. Then I like we both it. Lost? Vir- virtual handshake. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, guys. All right, cool. All right. Thanks. Well, so, her parent or her mom and our nephews just dropped by, so we're going to yep. go and hang out with them. Ah, guys. sweet. Nice. Well, for the Animation Station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. I'm Liam. I'm Brittany. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Made you look. Try to make the world a better place. (laughs) You sounded like me. I like it. (laughs) I try. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Animation Station podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 